One time, I was told that I looked better than the rest of my three siblings because I was lighter skinned. I remember before my wedding, um, I've been told, I was told multiple times that I should use skin lightening cream to look better on my big day. I'm Miriam. And I'm Effie. And this is We The First. Where we're creating dialogue around our lives as first-generation Americans. And the journey to breaking generational curses and traditions. So listen up. And let's spark some conversation. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode three of We The First podcast. This is Miriam. This is Effie. Coming to you live straight from our separate homes. <laughs> In our living rooms where we're social distancing. Yes, and we understand that it is a lot going on right now with the state of the world. And, um, you know, even though we're practicing social distancing, um, we wanted to bring you guys something that will take your mind off of the current state of what's going on. Um, spark some conversation and kind of put some smiles on some faces to make you forget what's going on a little bit. Yeah, and the quality might be a little different than what y'all used to due to the <laughs> COVID pandemic, but we're going to get through this. Keep y'all heads high. Please don't let the anxiety of it overwhelm you. It's a very way. scary situation. Just stay home, social distance, wash your hands, keep your heads high, and you gotta help us. <laughs> Definitely. So last episode, we talked about double standards. And we did get a lot of feedback on that, a lot of good, a lot of questionable feedback. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to thank everybody for your feedback, everyone that tuned into it. It was awesome. We had fun making it, and it was even more fun to hear what you guys had to say about it. Right. Yeah, that was the feedback I got from, like, it, I feel like the feedback from the women was like, yes, 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 like, yes. But the guys was like, yo, what the fuck y'all talking about? Like, right, right. No, 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 put me on that shit. Like, so, yeah, <laughs> who so, knows? We might, we might get a guy's perspective. Who knows? Yeah, um, we could potentially do a part two. We don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But it, it's definitely something that we're thinking I'm, about. I'm not ready for them to come for our next. I'm good. I think it'll be good conversation, though. Yeah, it definitely would be. Definitely. So today, we're not talking about double standards, but we're talking about beauty standards. Sheesh. Yep. And basically, what we plan on talking about today is the different beauty standards that, I mean basically the different beauty standards that there are, period. Um, but mm -hmm. we want to talk about how they relate to African culture and American culture. Yeah, culture as a whole. Because <laughs> yeah. beauty is a big, big thing. Like, beauty is, people don't understand how deep beauty standards run, like how deep that goes, how, how, how that's the common denominator in a lot of things. Definitely. So we kind of want to highlight on some different things that we think is um, big and something that affects beauty standards all around. Right. So let's get right into it. <laughs> yep. Because I got I got some things that I think we really need to talk about. And in relation to our stories or our sound bites in the beginning, skin tone. 
Sheesh. What do you think about skin tone? That runs deep. I feel like that runs really deep in the African community. Like, with this, I feel like it's really, like, it's, it gets under my skin. Like, this is something that really gets to me, like, that pisses me off, is the fact of the skin bleaching and thinking that lighter skin is better skin, like, fairer skin is better skin. Like, thinking that they look better, like, that lighter people look better, like, than darker people. Definitely. It's a mental it's a mental health disorder. Like and I'm not ta- I'm not I'm not going back on that. Bleaching your skin and believing that you appear better or you look better, lighter than what God created you to be. Not even let's not even say that because you have a right to change yourself however you want, enhance your beauty however you want. But when it comes to changing your skin complexion, that's a mental health disorder. That's like me being born black and saying that I'm white. But I don't think I don't think it's a mental health disorder per se. It's a self hate. It's self hate, bro. Exactly. It's self hate. It goes back to back in the day from slavery with the house slaves and the and the yard slaves with thinking that the lighter ones were better. They, the lighter ones were treated better. You know what I? The think darker ones crazy? weren't treated as well. You know what I think is crazy is that like not crazy but interesting is that like an American culture is becoming more I'm not saying it's perfect but it's more normalized to um, have a darker skin tone and accepting different skin tones it just frustrates me that our people in the African culture can't accept that you know being a darker skin tone is not a bad thing right and and like you said it's like a a self-hate type thing like we're from Africa and we're Dark skin is supposed to be rich. It's the unique thing. It's the um, original, natural, glorified thing. Should be glorified. Yeah, and let's get it correct. Like, Africa is all different skin tones. So all different skin tones should be accepted. Whether you're dark, light, lighter, in between, mm-hmm. anything. Like, the fact that it's not accepted is the hard part. And like, like I said earlier... I was told that I needed to, you know, make my skin a little bit lighter on my wedding day so that I can look better. As if you don't already look good. And it's frustrating. Like, okay, so if I was just a different skin tone, I will be ideal for all of you participants. (laughs) Like, really? really? Like, yeah, some, I remember hearing somebody say, oh, Marion, bleach your skin. Like, it'll make your skin glow easier. Like, your wedding pictures will look better. Yeah, and it's like okay, I don't bleach my skin, so my wedding pictures won't come out nice with my real face. Like, yeah, the <laughs> like, way that my husband likes me, and it's not even to them. It's not even about that. It's just like you're gonna be more acceptable mm-hmm. if you were lighter. And, and it's it's really I you I I say it's a mental health issue too because a lot of women that do bleach their skin cannot stop once they start. Yeah. It becomes an addiction. Like I've seen women like whether like from different parts of Africa bleach their skin until they bled like until mm. they're bruised they bled like I, I've seen certain people have freaking scabs on their freaking body just to lighten it like yeah it's ridiculous like like that's really that's really sickening to me like it is a sickness it, almost and like, I want to mention really, sorry no, no, it's, 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 it's just frustrating. <laughs> like, this bleaching yeah. 
I want to like something says to change. I want to mention that like I have twins, and mm-hmm. one is light skin, like really light, and then one is chocolate. And I remember when they were you know, really small when I first had them, that was the first thing everyone everyone wanted to point out. They wanted to be like, oh, this is the light one. She, oh, this is the this is the light one. I like this one. This is the light mm. one. Or uh oh this one is dark like or this, they uh, was this one they were dark. They were surprised that the darker skinned daughter somewhat looked better than a lighter skinned daughter. They was like, oh my gosh, she was so see I was expecting the lighter one to be prettier like She's actually more prettier. And it's like, what? Like, But the thing I hate about that is like, why are you comparing them to who looks better than me? Why are you comparing babies? Based on their skin tone. Like, come on. Like, I've had it. I didn't want to throw out no names, but I had the twins on my screensaver because, you know, they're my kids. She's just a surrogate. But, like, (laughs) I had them on my screensaver. And I had an aunt of ours be over, um, come over, and she was like, "Oh, oh, that's the twins! Like, let me see. Oh, send me that picture. It's so nice." So I sent her the picture, and she looks and she was like, "Oh, oh, um, oh my God! I thought Halima was the prettier one because she was light skinned. Actually, oh my God, Lala! I mean, uh, uh, Awa, uh, Awa is actually more pretty. Like, Awa is pretty. They look exactly alike. I said, well, uh, they twins. Like, <laughs> like they look exactly alike. It's just a difference in skin tone. Like, they're beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, I know my children are beautiful. Like, don't. Come on. Like, you want to differentiate them from skin tones? And look at God. Like, God made two kids in the same womb. Be different skin colors. Like, that's not nothing. Like, but before we even get to them, that was our childhood. Like we were. That was me and you. To, yeah, yeah, that was we literally me and you. Compared to each other based on skin tone, and that's why I kind of it kind of frustrated me when they were doing it with the twins a little bit because I was like, you guys are not doing that, not with them. You're not doing that mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, no, seriously. Like growing up, it was it was weird because it was like. One point, I ain't even gonna lie. At one point, when I was a kid, I used to think I was the shit. Like, they made me feel like I was better than the rest of my siblings because I was lighter. Mm. But when I got older, I'm like, yo, y'all really just, like, hyping me up because of my skin. Like, when I started to realize what colorism was and the difference between us, it was like, okay, y'all really, y'all, y'all doing it, like. They, I'm like y'all doing too much. Like saying, oh, I like her because she's light skin. Oh, she she might get married before her older sister because she's lighter, or she's like, come on now, like it's messed up. It's really messed up. But we can get really me, deep into that. Yeah, like. But I got and I'm more. the only, and I'm the only like light one out of all of y'all. So they'll be like, oh, are you are you guys really relate even related? Yeah, that that's just ignorance. The stupidness, not ignorance. It's worse. But <laughs> no, that's one. No, I need the I need to throw one out there. That's a big one before what? you get into yours. The thing I don't know if other people might see it as a big one, but I see like like weight, like height, basically, like weight and height. Mm. With the African community and the like regardless, both African and American community. And one thing that I've just noticed that people don't really talk about the beauty standards with heights is with men. Oh, like, yeah. 
Like, it's really women out there that will find everything they want in a man. <laughs> but if he's not six foot or taller, <laughs> they won't talk to him. Uh, um, women is me. I am women. I am. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm, I, I'm guilty for that because I, I have my own personal reasons, though, because I'm short myself. And I just need my kids to have them jeans. Like I don't need my kids to be short like me. <laughs> <laughs> I need their dad to help me out a little bit. I think the and issue then, comes from if you're judging a person by their height. Like if you're making them, categorizing them into a type of person because right. of their height. But it's messed up though because they why do they associate men's height with their masculinity? Yes. Ah, hey, I'm laughing. Why am I laughing? <laughs> Happy. Like why <laughs> they they associate men's masculinity with their height? Like, but it's like if he not if he's like everything you want in a man, and he can protect and provide for you, and he loves you, he respects you, worships the ground you walk on. If he's not six feet or taller, you don't want him because what? Like, cause like like why is that? But my pers- my personal reason is I got a I got a mouthpiece on me. You know that. So if I say something to you and you can't put me in my place or if you're trying <laughs> to tell me what to do and you look shorter than me or we the same height, I, I'm not going to pay you no mind. But I think like, I'm just, I think it's, it's just what like, you said. Sir, sir, don't be trying to house me or don't be trying to uh, spit game at me and we the same height. Like, no, but I think that. it's what you, I think is what you said. You said we associate height with masculinity. I do. And women, if I don't know how to separate the two, if you don't see a man that is, if you see a man that is short, not masculine enough, you're not going to see him as a protector or provider. You're just going to see him as a short guy that better not talk to you funny. Or it's you know? like we the same height. I could protect myself. Like <laughs> it's like I'm sorry. I hate to be that person, but it's like it's a stigma around it. I wish I could just they, that person can break that break my head about it, like break it out of my head. But it's like I can't put the two together. Like masculinity, the guy that's five four, like I can't really do that. Like But there's a lot of there's plenty short men out there that don't need to be discriminated against. They they need love too. They yeah. need love too. But not for me. <laughs> they need love. Yo, so anyway, I want to talk about weight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a big thing in the African community. And it's something about it in the African community that I cannot understand. You, no matter what weight you are, you can't please your aunties. You can't Mm. please anybody, no matter what weight you is. Like, you can be be heavyset, and they're going to talk about it over and over again. They're going to say barabas and all that extra stuff. She's a big girl. She's too big. Da-da-da-da. And then... You could be skinny girl. Oh, you a jalamani. You too skinny. <laughs> you you too small. You need to get away. What they what they used to call mommy drybonga. <laughs> like, so who do you satisfy? And then like the thing that I really want to talk about is how um, our generation gets bullied about their weight a lot by mm. the older generations. And for me, like. I know a lot of people that have been bullied by their own parents because Sheesh. of their weight. And 
nobody wants to talk about it. No one wants to bring it up to them and tell them that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. There's kids out here growing up with, um, you know, self-esteem issues and self-loathing. They live with a bully. Because they don't, they don't feel like they're enough. If someone, your own mother is telling you, you don't look good enough. There, you're gonna get. You're gonna have a point in your life where you're not gonna feel like you're good enough. You know, we have parents telling their kids, you know, if you lose some weight, you'll look better, or if you lose, if you don't lose weight, you're never gonna get married. That's for the boys too. I've noticed it. Like surprisingly, I've noticed it for the Definitely. boys in African communities too. Like boys, that's big. Whether you a boy or a girl in African community, like they be it in an African household, quote unquote, overweight can freaking break your self-esteem like that's why a lot of the big people in the african community you can't tell them nothing about themselves because their self-esteem is built mm-hmm. because of where they came from like because they live with a bully they live with a bully all their life and it's so they funny. already know how to handle all that stuff but it's so messed up that they gotta stand against your maker you have to stand against somebody that created you not not your maker because allah is the maker but like you gotta stand against somebody that created you the to prove part. to them your beauty, to prove to them that you're you're confident and that you look beautiful, like that's a that's a mess. The the sad part is that they have to be tore down in order to be built the way they are, because they they'll be built. They have all the confidence in the world, and but they'll find it somewhere else. They'll be tore mm-hmm. down to find it eventually on their own. Yeah, a lot when, of them don't find themselves until they go away to college or. They like go to get the get into high school and like get away like until they're they able to get away like yeah and why can't it be that you embrace your child why can't it be in African culture that you know our parents are our biggest cheerleaders mm. like why can't our parents say you know oh you you know your hair is not that long but you know it's still beautiful on you that's the way. It, it looked like why can't we have right. our own cheerleaders oh you 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 you're big okay did i make myself you're big, big but you still look better like you still look oh you big but you they why you can't just say oh you big you still look good in that buzzing like or whatever like you you but you're beautiful even, no but think about the skinny people too like like think about the skinny people too that get messed with oh they get bullied Don't talk about that too. because think about are like we all were we all were skinny growing up but you and Amy was the skinniest. So yeah. it was it was hard with that. That whole it's 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 hard for both. Yeah, and like people will say things like, Oh, you're too skinny, well, she's so skinny and like it's just constantly a reminder that you're skinny or a constant reminder that you're big. And I know people that gets bullied by people outside of their homes and then their parents add on to it like imagine you know like what you want me to be other people are telling you you know oh you're too big and then you know your mom will go and say yeah you are too big and it's like what do you want me to be like (laughs) like i understand there are levels of you know healthiness and things that go into play but the beating someone up for the way they look is never right right i would never be an advocate for that nah and hair too hair is a big 
beauty standard right. issue with yes. like sexually natural hair in, in the African community. Texture. They, they be like, your hair is nappy. Like you that shit can't even let me put some um freaking um what's the name? Permanent. Like and it'd be like why is texture the biggest issue in the African community? When we when where we created the texture, the texture comes from us. It comes from our scalp. Like we come what's the with problem? So many, we come with so many different textures, and it's a shame that the roughest texture or the thickest texture or the what I call the healthiest texture is the one that's the most down. flexible. Yeah, that's the one that everyone looks down on. I remember going natural when I started like my natural hair journey. I cut off all my hair and I wasn't doing perms. I was just trying different stuff. You know, that little awkward stage where you're going mm-hmm. natural. And people would say, so when you get your hair done? My hair is done. This is called a twist out. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. They'd be like, you don't want to get your hair, especially growing up in a braiding salon, like, you would come to the braid the braiding salon on the weekends and braid. They'd be like, "Oh, you don't want to get your hair braided." It's like, "No, I don't want to get my hair braided right now. Like, I'm dealing with my twist out. You like it? Like, don't get out my face." Period. And I hate seeing young people go through that too. Like, their parents telling them their hair is too thick. Like, people are six, seven years old getting perms in their hair because their mom, quote unquote, can't handle it. It's too thick for them. That's scary. It is scary. Like, I, I, I remember doing a little girl's hair, and her hair was perfectly fine. Like, nice, nice, nicely groomed. And it's something that could have been just slicked back with some gel. Like, And her mom literally was like, no, she got to get a perm. She got to get a perm, or it's not going to look right. Mm. It's like, why did she don't she don't need a perm? Like, <laughs> guess guess what that starts that builds hate into that little yeah. girl, and she's not going to find her hair to be beautiful. Maybe she will eventually, but she's not going to find it. Her mom, yeah. And even when we go through stages, like like you know, I go through stages at three a.m. in the morning where I just want to do a haircut, cut my hair off, or dye it, or whatever. Like, when I cut my hair, my mom used to be livid. Like, they'd be like, it's ugly. Like, short hair is ugly to them. Like, yeah. And it's like, why is short hair ugly? Like, it's more people out here with short hair that's healthier than people with longer hair. Right, like, right. Length is a thing, too, though. Yeah. Like, length, like, it, your hair is more ideal if it's long. I like long hair. I don't think there's anything wrong with having long hair or wanting longer hair. Mm-hmm. But I hate when the narrative is that, you know, you longer hair is the best type yeah. of hair. Not everybody wants long hair. Not everybody like my, hair is long. Right. Like my hair is a good length. Like my hair is a is a nice length. Other people when other people see my hair, they be like, Oh my god, your hair is so long. Da-da-da-da-da. But when it comes to mommy, mommy be like, um, ever since you messed up your hair, your hair used to be longer than everybody in the whole wild world. <laughs> you cut your hair now your hair is trash and it's like my hair is not even trash miss like just because yeah. it's not to my butt or it's messed like, up like it's people out here with hair to their butt but they is a split like kitty cut out like what is that oh, oh kitty cut out wow uh, whatever i threw it in there <laughs> <laughs> <I'm dead. laughs> 
I couldn't express myself. That was the only way I could express myself. But I think the narrative should be that hef- healthy hair is the best hair. Facts. Like, like that documentary. Everybody need to watch that documentary, Good Hair, with Chris Rock. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That was a good documentary. That was ahead of its time, too. Like, it definitely was. Because it was talking about how people didn't accept their hair to be good hair and good hair was seen as you know permed hair straight hair hair european you can can, hair that you can run your fingers through european (laughs) it's some mess european hair remember he tried to go to the 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 hair store and try to buy like african hair and it was like who sells african hair nobody wants that like does nobody wants that like that's so messed up that's something i plan on instilling in my daughters is that like their hair the way it grows out of their head is beautiful and that is ideal mm-hmm. and that should they should embrace it as long as it's healthy as long as it's not falling out as long as it's not split damaged it's it your hair is good and the hair is nothing to me. It's like hair is hair. Like it grows back. Like it's some. It's freaking dead. Like why do people invest so much in something that's dead? Like that's dead freaking follicles. Like hair yeah. is just dead protein and follicles coming out of your body. That's all it is. Like, but people, it's, I it's, still it's, invest no, it's in my hair. <laughs> it, no, of course I'm not gonna say don't invest. I'm a I'm a hairstylist. I'm not gonna say not invest in your hair, but. Don't be, don't let your hair be you. Like, yeah, I am not like, my hair. Exactly. Like, people and, just go crazy over that. Yeah. I got another one. My body types. <laughs> don't even get me started on that. Body don't types. Even get me all right, started. all right. I got a question. I got a question. What is the ideal body type? in the american culture <laughs> do you want me I, i'm gonna say uh, um two words just say like two make, words just making an ideal body two words i'm gonna say two words the yeah. ideal body in america kim kardashian you think kim kardashian that's the ideal body type in america which is effed up everybody looks the same Everybody mm. looks the same. Every ideal woman on Instagram, the ideal girl Instagram model, they all look like robots. They all look the same. Okay, so what what is the the common theme then? What's the common denominator? Big booty, small waist, big boobs, Coca Cola body shape. They back husky as hell. Oh shit! With a with a, with a skinny skinny um waist, they butt. Is thick as hell with skinny thighs that don't match. You look like an ant. So, you know what I find interesting is that big butts is a thing. Like big butts is universally like. I mean, because it's standard. appealing to the eye. But it wasn't always. You don't think so? I don't think it always was. Think about going back to Sarah Bartman. But it wasn't seen as beauty. Uh, thank you. True. So it Sarah was something Bart- true. That was something odd to white people. Exactly. So if you don't know who Sarah Bartman is, please look up that story because it's so interesting. With Sarah Bartman's case, it didn't seem normal. It didn't look normal to the European eye. They thought she was like a wild animal because her body was 
mm-hmm. shaped the way it was. You know, they literally put her in like a zoo type her setting. Bo- her body parts just her even after she passed away, her body parts just recently got taken out of the museum maybe like 5 years ago. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. I remember being told when it was taken out. But yeah. like sh- her body was put on display because it was seen as so abnormal. So nowadays that w- that's what everyone is striving for. You know, mm. at, there are a lot of people with Af- a lot of African descent people that have that body naturally, you know, and always had that body naturally. And once upon a time, that was seen as weird mm. or abnormal. Right, right. Now everyone is striving for it, no matter yeah. what color you are, what race you are. Everyone is striving for that big bottom. Yeah, like even even in certain African cultures, like I've heard that some women, the, the reason why they wear like the lapas, like the the tafis stuff, is to cur- cover their curves, like to cover like their big butts and stuff like I don't that. Think it's like, that anymore. It's not that no more. Hell no, because everybody's wearing form fitted stuff. Like the evolution of body types and beauty is changed, and and it goes to this. Go back to the science of it of how our brains, the evolution of our brains and the evolution of our eyes, like different things become appealing to us. Like the, like the, the, the hair from back in the day isn't appealing to us compared to the hair. Like now, yeah. like certain things that would have been appealing to the eye years ago is no longer appealing to the eye. Like, but now we found new things, science and all that other stuff. Like, we found new things that is more appealing to the eye. Like, it, and it's crazy because I done my re- did my research on like the Coca Cola body shape and the the why is it so appealing to the eye? And it really has a deeper meaning. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Mm. Everybody should look it up. It really has a deeper meaning of it being appealing to the eye and an abstract and all that. Like, yeah. And I feel like when we used to watch like you know, these 90s shows and things like that, it wasn't about the big butts. It wasn't about having, like, and I don't know, because, you know, I am a 90s baby, but I wasn't, you know, this age in the 90s. But I do Mm -hmm. remember being in high school and, like, having a big butt meant that you was the ish. Mm. Like, and I was a small, I've always been a skinny girl. So, like, people would always tell me, like, oh, you don't got no butt. Oh, you need to get some meat on your bones. You need to get. A you need butt. to eat a burger. You need to do something to get a. <laughs> they butt. like you need to eat a burger. And all my friends at the time, they all were nice and shapely. They all, Miriam. They all, they all had that that ass, Miriam. Yeah. <laughs> all your friends in high school had that ass. So, like, I felt the, I did feel the pressure. Like, I felt like I wasn't, you know, up to par or seen as attractive because I didn't have hips and I didn't have a butt. And yeah. I was always told, like, you needed to, where's your butt? You don't got no butt. You got the smallest butt. Mm. So, like, it wasn't until I went to high school and I was like, damn, like, I guess I need to have a butt to make it somewhere. I found that out early world. on because I, I went to a neighborhood school. Like, I went to the ghetto baby school. So, like, I found that out early on that I ain't had no butts and hips. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, should I really even have butt and hip at this time? Like, right? Should I really even like have that? And it's funny and, because you got that when you were like in elementary school, right? Yeah. And I didn't feel that pressure until I was like in high school. So time definitely 
was like changing. It was definitely changing. Yeah. Like I went from being like the print, like, early, like my, cause I'm, we went to a more like, we went to a charter school. Mm-hmm. And I went from being like the pretty girl and all that other stuff to like going to a neighborhood school and everybody like, oh, she's skinny as fuck. Like, she ain't got no hips, no butt, no nothing. Like, she pretty in the face, but she ain't got nothing. Like, and it's like, what? Like, now just come for me. Like, I just was the baddest bitch. Like, now you, now you just gonna come at me because I don't got a butt? Yeah. And I, it's the same in the African culture. Like, having a bigger butt and a smaller waist and things yeah. like that. That That's, it's all the same there. And, like, they they have this thing where, like, women would wear, like, fake like butts or oh yeah we're like these, uh, <laughs> what do they call it like those butt thingies the the butt the butt the, the um cushions and they is the, the shorts with the cushions right yeah and the it got to the point the where women did not feel like they looked good in their clothes unless they wore that yeah and, like african clothes fit them better quote-unquote if they had bigger hits and bigger butt mm. like not like Every African woman is built like that. And, and even back to, like, the Marilyn Monroe's, like, think about them, like, with their body shape. Like, they were nice, thick women. Like, mm-hmm. they was nice shaped. They wasn't too, like, they was they nice and Yeah, they had, yeah, exactly. Like, now, if you look like, they're going to be like, oh, she got a fupa, like. But that was the ideal body back in the day. Like, wearing the, them hot, them, everybody, back, all the women back in the day had to wear high-waisted bikinis and stuff because they had a fupa. Like, yeah. But now you can't even get away with that. Like, Speaking of fupa, another thing that goes with body type is the snapback culture. By the way, fupa means like the upper, like a like the lower part. The of front your of your... Fupa JJ, yeah. <laughs> 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 but it, it makes me think of snapback culture like after having a kid oh, and how quick you need a snapback i think that's the worst thing body. ever yeah that's the like, worst thing ever it's you're like supposed to snap back and you're supposed to i mean as someone that had kids um i like wanted i wanted my body back i was like okay there's nothing wrong with that i was like i want my body back but it got even worse when, like, you got the pressures outside of your own self. Like, when other people are telling you, like, okay, are you not doing anything about your stomach? Are you not, you know, tying your stomach down? What are you hmm. doing? And, like, I think for me, it stuck with me. Like, even now, I feel like I, I every day I'm always working towards a smaller body. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm constantly thinking about it, like, what do I need to do to get smaller? What do I need to do to have a smaller stomach? What do I need to do to be like more? I mean, but that goes back to unrealistic stuff, like with these celebrities going right into lipo right after their C sections. Like when they get, mm. like you know, when we when we do when they do C sections in our communities, they just close you as is. When they do C sections for these celebrities, they give them a whole tummy tuck. Yeah, and they create. So, this- they create this image. So they that, create you know, this, like, I came five days out. I came with my stomach snatched. So everybody else wants their stomach snatched just like that. Like, tell me a secret, tell me a secret. They selling these fake teas and these these waist trainers and the stuff that, that's not going to get you that result as fast and make you feel like it's something wrong. And then some people are prone to just snapping back. 
Yeah. Some people have that type. That everybody's type. is different. Everybody is different. And then you got people like me almost two years later, like, mm, I still got some work to do. But you, I feel like you snapped back, though, because when you was pregnant, you, mind you, you had twins. When you was pregnant, you were like a whole number person. I'm going <laughs> to say who, but you look like a whole number person. All right. <laughs> but, like, I feel like, I was like, dang, is Mary going to stay like this forever? Like, <laughs> but, but no, you had a good snapback. But it's the, it's the way I feel like certain people have good snapbacks, but they make them feel like their snapback wasn't good enough mm-hmm. because of the ideal body type and like what you should look like after five kids is like no like tia mari posted her after aftermath of having her kids and she had like flabby arms and stretch marks and her stomach was hanging low like that's average like that's yeah. how it's supposed to be you brought a whole nother life in through your stomach through your body like but the people that we look up to do up look up to don't usually do stuff like that Mm-mm. and i think that's where the issue is that like the people that we follow and look up to, but they don't create show the that standard. part exactly. But they don't show those parts that it's okay to look a certain way. It's okay to have scars. It's okay to be a little flabby sometimes, right after you have a baby. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that um, you know, as far as body type, I think we do have a long way to go. Um, as far as normalizing different body types, because we are our brains are like programmed to see one specific body type as the best kind. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the thing too, like beauty standards. Like we have these people on a certain bar caliber that set these beauty standards for us, men and females, like they set different beauty standards. Like, so what is your definition of beauty? Like, mm, that's a hard question for me. Me, I would say my, my, just to help you out, like, my definition of beauty would be, like, like, on the surface, I would say anybody that's, like, I feel like, I, I think I'm I know. attractive, I'm more attractive, attracted to people that has different looks, that's unique, that's not the average beauty standard. Mm. Like, people that, that have, like, distinctive facial features, or distinctive, like, something odd about them I, that's that's what i'm attracted to people mm-hmm. and i feel like yeah no matter what at the end of the day beauty fades but like is what's on inside like i can see ugly ass people but if i get to know you on the inside i can grow to love you for what you look like on the outside like you know what i think my my definition of beauty is it's it's close to the you know cliches beauties in the eye of the beholder <laughs> the cliche it's is true, on the yeah. inside but i think beauty is confidence like mm. beauty is like what you wear the confidence you wear wow like you can you can be very uniquely different visually but the way you Man, really <laughs> I'm, like, not, just... I'm not I'm not trying to call nobody ugly okay. but you know no matter who you are when you wear that confidence that is beautiful to me like if you are strutting and I can see that confidence on your on your skin like 
that that's beauty no that's definitely big that's that's definitely something that I, I just went past like I'm glad you said that because like it's it's like confidence overshadows everything like yeah it, it, it just it just like when you have a certain presence about you and how you carry yourself that's everything like it's contagious I don't even too want, I don't even want to see your face at that point like I don't even care <laughs> Like so, what are your final thoughts about moving forward when it comes to beauty standards? Well, my final where do we need to start moving forward, and what we need to change? I would say something that we should start on because it's going to take years and years, maybe decades and decades, mm-hmm. is the skin tone issue, like the bleaching and like stuff like that, like the bleaching. Even now, with people saying that they love big girls too, like this quote unquote, like people fake loving big girls like do you really love the big girl like instead of the the lizzo's and the ashley grams and stuff like that like really love the big girls mm-hmm. and really love the dark-skinned women the dark-skinned women that's not lupita nyango that's not kelly Rowland. like that's not freaking on with body oil baby oil all over them in a bikini like really love like really really love us like really love us as black people really love us as big people no matter what shape or size that we are don't just like what's out there on the instagram and the internet and what they putting out there like love your fat girl that live next door love the dark-skinned girl that lives next door like that's deep i like that so my i think my moving forward is and where we can start is um, embedding this confidence into the next generation, this confidence mm-hmm. that we love to see in, in people. Let's build that into the next generation. Build the confidence and the um, assurance that they look good the way they are. Right. And, and you know, once you build that and show that that's possible, that's it. It, it can it can grow and it can continue. Um, and generations to come right because if you got confidence to begin with none of this would be an issue definitely so that was our episode I feel like there could have been so many other beauty standards to talk about we could talk about beauty standards for hours but um, thank you so much for investing your time and energy into listening to us. I hope this sparks some conversations between you and your families during this time that we're social distancing. Um, and I hope it brought you some some joy and Yay. something else to focus on. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at we the first podcast underscore on Instagram. And, you know, feel free to hit us up in our DMs or email us with some questions or topics that you think that we should really tackle um, at we the first podcast at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to respond, spark some conversation with you or just bring it onto the podcast in some future episodes. Definitely. Yeah, so this is Mariam. And this is Effie. And this is We the First Podcast. This is Splash. (laughs) 